0: It's a Minimalist Monday edition of Optimal Living Daily, episode 1963, Killing Time, and Alone Time, both by Joshua Fields Milburn of theminimalist.com, and I'm your very own personal narrator, Justin Mollick, reading to you from amazing blogs and books, something positive every single day of the year. It's been going on for over five years thanks to you, and the authors of the show, especially The Minimalists, because they were the first authors that gave me a reply and said yes to this idea of narrating their work. And who knew shortly after I'd be narrating their audiobooks too? It's been quite a journey. Anyway, today's posts are from The Minimalists, specifically Josh of The Minimalists. So let's get right to it as we optimize your life. Killing Time by Joshua Fields Milburn of theminimalists.com. Somehow I got rid of time without even noticing. Last week I was walking the city streets, the scorching sun overhead, and someone stopped me and asked me for the time. I looked up at the sky and responded with two words, it's daytime. I didn't mean for my answer to sound glib or off-putting, but it was the only answer I had. I didn't have my phone with me and I don't own a watch. Truly, I had no idea what time it was. Throughout my minimalist journey, I've learned a lot about change, often forcing myself to grow by way of experimentation. I stopped buying junk. I got rid of my TV. I killed the internet at home. I stopped using a dishwasher. I started questioning my possessions. I donated 90% of my stuff. I left corporate America. I got into the best shape of my life. I got rid of goals. And I started contributing to other people. I did many of these things to test my limits, to grow as an individual. But I wrote about these experiences to show people changes are possible, and often easier than we think. Sometimes, however, my changes are accidental, as was the change I noticed most recently. These days, I rarely keep track of time. Over time, I got rid of time. I sold my watches. I donated all my clocks. I removed the clock from my computer. I got rid of my microwave, which had a clock. I tossed my alarm clock, I used my phone. Now my apartment has no clocks. The only clock that remains is the one on my phone, which I usually leave in a separate room if I'm home, and I often leave at home when I'm away. There's a clock in my car, but it's intentionally set to the incorrect time so I can't rely on it. Now I wake when I want to wake, write when I want to write, exercise when I want to exercise, eat when I want to eat, and live life every minute of every day irrespective of time. I realize this time-free approach isn't practical for many people, but maybe it still has a practical application for everyone. Maybe you can take one day each month or even one day a week and kill the time. Do we really need a watch and a phone with a clock? Do we really need clocks in every room of our homes? Without time, it is easier to focus on the task at hand. If I'm spending time with a friend, we can closely listen to each other and not worry about the time. If writing, get lost in the act of writing. If exercising, focus on the specific exercise, and so forth. Do you think you would be more focused and perhaps enjoy your days more if you were less constricted by time? It's at least worth thinking about, isn't it? Alone Time by Joshua Fields Milburn of TheMinimalists.com I'm walking through a city in the deep south today, alone, but not lonely. I used to think there was something wrong with me. Throughout my 20s, I followed societal norms, doing all the things you're supposed to do to be a normal, functioning member of society, going out with coworkers after work, spending every evening and weekend with friends, killing time with vapid small talk. Always engaged, always on, never alone. But this constant interaction wore me out. Often I wasn't pleasant to be around. I felt oddly lonely to never be alone. Then, as my 20s twilighted, I discovered I was more affable whenever I carved out time for myself. After all, I'm an INTJ. But don't worry, this isn't a platitudinal reminder to make time for yourself. Rather, it's a reminder to embrace your individualism, your personality. Today, I spend copious amounts of time by myself. In fact, I don't know anyone who spends more time alone than me. At least 80% of my time is spent solo, walking, writing, exercising, reading, ruminating. In the process, I've learned to enjoy the sound of silence, to sit quietly and hear what's going on, not just around me, but inside myself. Yet the greatest benefit of prolonged solitude is that when I do decide to immerse myself in social situations, be it dinner with friends, a date, or on tour, I'm pretty awesome to be around. Not only do I benefit from my alone time, but everyone around me benefits too. We all get the best version of me. I'm able to burst into social situations with stored energy, which actually makes most people believe I'm an extrovert since I'm able to engage at a high level and employ active listening, humor, and intellectually stimulating conversation. I don't, however, recommend more alone time or more social time to anyone. Life is not one size fits all, so what works for me may not work for you. Take Ryan, for example, as an ENFP, His personality is nearly the obverse of mine. He spends more time around people than anyone I know. He's the life of the party, naturally charismatic, funny, and likable. By nature, always on. As an extrovert, he actually gets his energy from other people, and time alone exhausts him. But classifying his approach, or my approach, as right or wrong, misses the point. Both can be right or wrong, depending on your personality, which is, of course, a continuum. Even I and my introverted ways would hate to be sentenced to perpetual solitary confinement, just as Ryan and his charming extroversion occasionally needs a break from his socialite lifestyle. Ultimately, whether introvert or extrovert, man or woman, young or old, I recommend learning more about yourself. Once you better know yourself, you can grow by easing into your discomfort zone. You just listened to the posts titled Killing Time and Alone Time, both by Joshua Fields Milburn of the TheMinimalists.com. Thank you to The Minimalists for their ongoing support and letting me share their work. Episode one was actually from Josh of The Minimalists almost 2,000 episodes ago. So thank you for coming back to listen and subscribing or following to get new episodes every day. It's meant the world to me. And the authors have been appreciating having their words spread in audio form. So it's all thanks to you. Have a great rest of your week and I'll see you in tomorrow's show where your optimal life awaits.